Okay, it's Steve here from Motor Trade Talk and Motor Connect, and we're joined today with Anthony Hurt from Braintree Motorworks. Um, Anthony, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, buddy. You? Yeah, good. Thanks very much. I'm good. Thanks uh, for being. Thanks for bearing with me for the half hour of Zoom. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not, it's, I'm not the most technically gifted person myself, so I don't worry about it. But uh, I'll just, just like, uh, sorry, go on. That was like Mr. Miyagi and um, the Karate Kid for about half an hour. Then. <laughs> I love it. Sorry about that. Technology and me don't mix that well. <laughs> don't worry. Just, just so everybody knows, just um, give it, give a quick intro of yourself and you know where, where, what you do, where you're from. Yeah, um, I'm Anthony Hurd from Braintree Motorworks Limited. I own an accident repair centre um, and service centre based in Braintree in Essex. Uh, 38 years old, um, father of four. That's why I look as rough as I do. <laughs> I blame the kids. <laughs> hey, you haven't lost any hair yet, mate. So no, no, I'm nice. doing quite well with the hair, to be yeah. fair, considering my dad's, my dad's bald. So, um, yeah, I must get it from my mum, <laughs> along with the beard. Brilliant. And um, obviously, we were just having a quick discussion before we went on, but obviously, I see loads of content that you put on LinkedIn, and I think it's great. Um, and obviously, getting to know you, not just all the good things that you do, but obviously, you're quite open in sharing when you're having a bit of a, a bad day and everything else. And obviously, what do you love about the job and what, what, what can sometimes frustrate you? Yeah, um, yeah. as we were saying, I, I, to be fair, some people said to me, I say a bit too much, like I give away nearly everything. But for me, it's, it's like I said to you earlier, it's a bit, it's don't only sing when you're winning. Like we, the highs and lows happen to us every day. Like this is the worst I've ever been in too. I made a joke, to be fair, saying it's, I know what it's like to be a woman now, but um, got, some, got some feedback on that, good and bad. Um, <laughs> But this is the worst I've ever been for ups and downs. Like, I can't even control my emotions at the moment, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, but in business, we have ups and downs the whole time. So I just think you should share them all. Like, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. And I think it, the, the hardest thing for us at the minute is that we're used to ups and downs in business, but we're not used to this situation that we're in at the moment. It's the unknown, which yeah, is cool. scary a bit. You know, yeah, definitely. That, yeah. That's the hardest thing that I'm personally finding to deal with is you know you can get issues but you can overcome them but with this situation that we're in right now I think you know we're all very positive we're all looking at a way we can come out the other side of it but I think yeah. the hardest thing is you know how do you deal with it I know it's crazy and that's that's the thing isn't it like some people saying how you how are you planning to be when you get back the answer is you don't actually know because I couldn't sit here and go I'm going to do this and we don't know what it's going to be like once it gets back no. Like, is it, it, I was having a conversation yesterday. Is it going to be because people are a lot of people are getting eighty percent, and they've got nothing to spend it on at the moment? Is it are they going to come out and just want to spend money, or I look at it and not on a pessimistic way, but I look at it as in are people going to come out and keep their money close to their chest? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they're scared of in case this happens again. Yeah, and we've obviously seen that a lot of people, you know. We, I think both of us have had the, you know, been fortunate enough to put our staff on furlough. Um, yeah. But I think there's a lot of people as well that have lost the job. Um, yeah, to be fair, I'll be completely honest. I've laid off quite a few people yeah. and made redundant. And was, as you, as you probably, if you do follow me and that, yeah. I love my staff to bits. Um, and I would never have, the, the, what, the, the way I look at it is 
I wasn't planning to make them redundant. It was yeah. purely this situation. Yeah. But the only way I can do is hand on heart is say why I've tried to do it is my overheads are unbelievable. Even sitting there, I'll be completely honest, it's costing me about 35000 a month to sit there closed. Yeah. I know. Stuff, I can't, stuff, stuff I can't defer, I can't stop. Yeah. Um, so my thinking was, actually, if I can come out with this even with five staff, yeah. I've got a fighting chance. And Rather than try and keep 19 and, and lose the business, it's um and it's that grey area we don't know half the people don't even like i put a post up about furlough and to be fair i had 750 different answers yeah and and it, and it has been really a grey area and the thing is it's very difficult being business owners i think that you know we're in a situation where the business comes first and we've got to make yeah. sure that the business is still standing when we come out of side of it and then and hopefully I, we can go and get them people again or we can go and employ people exactly. again exactly you know it's not a fact that we want to contract at the minute we're doing what we're doing to, to have to survive. to survive yeah and you know i'm working uh, very much like yourself i'm just trying to be positive and ways we can come out of it the other side and get back into you know being able to grow and build again and i think it's going to put us back a little bit um yeah i'm actually gutted i had four of the best months of of the business and then like i was saying so the, i'm into my eighth year so i've had five years of hell like proper hell like when people say about business you until you own a business you'll never i don't believe you'll ever understand yeah. obviously there's a lot worse in life that can happen but i'm talking pure business and working yeah um five years of hell um two good years and then two, 2020 was i'd say was going to be my year now it's just <laughs> now yeah. a bulldozer to come and smash me in the face and basically knocking down my company. Yeah, and the good thing is though you've done it, and you know we've been there. I mean, we we had a great year last year ourselves. Much like you know we're looking into twenty twenty for another year of growth. We had a massive year last year, um, which is excellent. Yeah. Which is excellent, and then we come into the start of this year really strong, and then bam, this comes. No, um, and this is what I'm saying. Like, and I, again. Uh, I'll only say what I feel, but this, you talk about staff. I have loads of people on LinkedIn at the moment going, oh, fat cat owners. Like, I put a post the other day. I don't even know any fat cat owners. Most owners I know have cried themselves to sleep for five out of the six yeah. years that they've had business. Yeah. I know people, like even myself, I had seven months where I didn't even pay myself a penny. I didn't even eat at home yeah. um, because I literally didn't have a penny. But all my guys got paid the day they was meant to get paid if I had it or not, I sold stuff. I think you're right, mate. And that's one of the biggest things that we're finding at the minute. There's three different types of people in this situation. situation. There's the employed, there's a self-employed, and there's a business owner. You know, yeah. Self-employed are in a position where they're pretty much stuck. They're having to do what they can to still continue yeah. having a revenue. Yeah, definitely. Employed have got furlough or uh, a redundancy in front yeah. of them. And business owner, you know, at the end of the day, we're carrying everyone. Um, and we're, we feel responsible for everybody. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. We have to make some of these hard decisions right now that um, they don't sit well with us. And people just think, well, he's all right. He's, he's okay yeah. in business. And, you know, it's, I, it's, unless you're in that position. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're me and you, relatively small businesses. We, we, we yeah. operate for some of the big guys are having to make even bigger decisions. Yeah, of course. And 
doesn't matter what level you're at, it still hurts to make oh, decisions, yeah? yeah? And I feel sorry for all them three people, like three lots of people. I'm not saying business owners have got it any worse. I'm not saying that at all because everyone's situation is horrendous. What yeah. my point is, though, don't, don't make it out that business owners are worse off than the furlough lot. That, that annoys me because when it was happening, so say for me, I've got to say 19 of us, I was hearing it at the same time as they were hearing it, but I had 19 different emotions and different people's feelings as well as my own. Yeah. And then, and like I said, I'm not trying to get anyone to feel sorry for business owners, but what I don't like is when people say that business owners have got it easy, we're not giving them the extra 20%. And, yeah. and the wages ain't even, it's the overheads of a company, it's not the wages. We've Nine got, times that. We've got to look at what keeps us open and keeps us going. And, that, yeah, and cool. that's, that's the top and bottom of it. And, you know, I'm not looking for sympathy like yourself. We're business yeah. for a reason. We've put ourselves into this position. Yeah, when, the going, when the going's good, the going's good. And when it's Excellent. tough, yeah. it's, it's, it's really tough when it's tough. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's where, you know, when we'll be defined coming out the other side of it. You know, we've got, we were talking before cash, cash flow, cash flow is the biggest yeah. thing to any of us in business at the minute. I think it was a really valid point that you were making and I'm much of the same opinion. I, I had a post on LinkedIn, the same as you, um, around cash flow. Someone put cash. And it's not about cash. It's about cash flow. Making yeah. sure that we can survive by keeping a, some kind of cash flow or yeah. some kind of times. <laughs> My, as I was saying to you just before we came on, was my my biggest thing was five the five years that I was running, I didn't understand cash flow. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I'm not the cleverest bloke in the world. Um, when we started a business, nine times out of ten is because you knew you was very good and you knew you wanted more than what a job. Yeah. And for me, it was a case of, of I put in my last podcast um, with Steve Whitten that mine was over a cup of coffee. I, I left because I was told off for drinking a cup of coffee, and it. it but it's the the cash flow. I didn't understand business. I'd done five years of hell because I was looking at the wrong things. I was I was not concentrating on the right things. Like I think at school they should be teaching people cash flow, um, loans, banks, like. Real Money. life, real life, real life stuff. Not yeah. fucking algebra. Excuse yeah, my no, no, you bang on because uh, I still don't know what two plus y equals z means. No, do I? <laughs> but, um, I can, but I can work my sums out and work out. Yeah, how to run a business. honestly, yeah, honestly, it's crazy. But for cash flow, so so for me, we're talking about some of the things I love and and what I hate, and I I always just look to my bank balance. So for five years, I looked to my bank balance. Yeah. And I hated my life. Yeah. But I didn't really, all I was thinking was, let's get more working, let's get more working, let's do everything. Mr. Jones down the road wants a 200 pound job, let's give him a 200 pound job. Yeah. Like, just get money through the door. But luckily, I, I met um, a, my business coach, um, Tiny Hill, yeah. and she actually opened my eyes to the, all the little things what have become the biggest thing in the world. And it's like, and it's literally cash flow, um, forecasting what you got in the next three months, looking at all the figures, your costs and everything like that. And it's, it's just, it's one of the biggest things that if you haven't done that, even turnover, the amount of businesses what don't understand turnover and profit. Yeah. And I didn't five years ago. Turnover, like you know, the old, the old cliche, turnover's uh, vanity, profit, sanity at the end of the day. And that's one of the biggest things, like... 
I, I was, I'm lucky to have hit a million pound turnover last year and it was my own. Brilliant. I missed it the year before, just tiny. Um, so last year, we done it. But still, if I was making no money, that is pointless. Doesn't make any sense. It, it's pointless and it isn't because if you was making, if you was turning over 30 grand, there's less chance to make money. Correct. Turning over a million pound, I, I get that. But, it, but it, it's very much like us, you know, you know, our turnover is pure vanity when you look at it. I mean, we're in the car game, we sell cars, yeah. move me- we move metal. So turnover yeah. is great. You know, we're talking six, seven million plus. Yeah. You know, yes, there's a lot that goes in in the background of that, but, you know, actually the profit is all down to process and all, yeah, of course it is. all down yeah. to making sure that we're doing these things. We invest in our staff, you know, and I think it's keeping all these things that you're talking about, the same things that I can, I try and work on and, and work on personal development, not just for me, but for my team. I think when we were chatting, texting this morning, I was just, what was it? Seven o'clock or something. Yeah. We're both up. We're, we're at it. Um, I was just finishing up my sales training. Same as what, you know, my, my, my staff are, are doing it and it's more about self-development than anything else yeah it's building muscle and it's building um it's like going to the gym every day really and it's keeping you active keeping your mind on the game and yeah making sure you've got them forecasts and that understanding is a massive part oh definitely it's like it's like um she taught me bounce back ability i used to so if i have a bad day to be fair i go and drink myself like till I pass out because it's the only way that I know just to shut my brain off. Yeah. Um, but since I was with her, she taught me to bounce back quick. Like I don't reach for the bottle every time I have a bad day now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's still in me, it always has been, but it's it's them things now. I just think, look, what can I actually change? Could I have done anything better? So I say to my team every day, if we come across one problem, if it's parts, repairing, paint. Um, the way we spoke to all I say is, look, how can we do this better tomorrow to never have that again? That's bang on. I've, I have the same kind of conversations myself and I say, right, let's flip it on its head. A problem can actually become an opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's how we deal with a problem and how quick we are to react with it and make that into an opportunity that is the biggest yeah. key for us. And, you know, it's so easy to get yourself... Um, bury your head in the sand sometimes when it's all... Oh, massively. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I it's think- just hard. Sometimes in business, it is, it is lonely. Like, like, I've got a lot of friends and um, I, I speak to a lot of people, but sometimes you just... One, you don't want to bother them. And, and two, you just... You feel like they're not going through... I don't know, it's weird. You feel like you, you can't speak to someone about it. Business is probably, I agree, one of the most lonely places you can ever be in. And what I've found, especially during this break and lockdown, conversations like what we're having now, conversations that I've had with loads of the business owners, whether that's industry that we're in or other industries, everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. And they feel, they feel that it's a lonely place for us to be in. And conversations like this help massively, I think. Yeah, and I've, I've started, like I said, I've, I've got a group now, like um, five or six people that um, own businesses that I try and catch up with at least one of them daily. Because no yeah. matter we're in completely different industries, but in business, a lot of it is exactly the same um, problems that you're going through, just in different industries. Exactly. Processes are the same. Yeah. Cash, cash flow problems are the same. The way you do 
the, the way we deal with staff. And, yeah, all of that. So that's what I've tried to do. And do you know what? They say a problem shared is a problem hard, but it's so true. Like, sometimes you just realise, Christ, I'm not an idiot. I know that sounds true, but I, sometimes I thought, am I doing this, like, completely wrong or what? Yeah, yeah. And it gives you sanity to think that yeah. you're speaking with the same kind of people. We've come up against the same problems. Sometimes you get so much valuable information back from other individuals just off a quick conversation that just makes yeah. them go into gear. Yeah, because sometimes like I go to speak to my other half and she'll just, if I'm having a bad day, she'll just, her answer would be, we'll just shut it down. Then. And I'm like, what? Like, you can't deal, you can't deal oh, with that. Honestly. It's, like, not that, it's not that simple. It's or not. she'll go, or she'll say to me, well, you was like buzzing yesterday that you've won this new thing. And I was like, yeah, I know. But that's the other thing I would say, just one piece of advice, um, not that I'm someone to, obviously to listen to, but one piece of advice I would say is celebrate the wins. Yeah. We never celebrate the wins. Yeah, we get so confined in the moment of next, next, yeah. next. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a business owner thing because I do think we're always searching for the next. We're always searching for the next. But some of the wins that I've had, like, even if they're tiny, but to me, they're massive. Like, if we win a job, so say a customer gets their car crash, they've come into us, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're repairing the car. That's a massive win, and I do get the biggest buzz out of that. But you should celebrate more wins. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think it's when you go into being a business owner. I mean, I, I was a salesman. I was a car salesman, and we used to celebrate. A f yeah. Time. We were out. You know, we yeah. did being work on Sunday till 11 o'clock. So Saturday night was the night. We were out yeah. on Saturday night. We are getting whatever time. We tip up at the dealership for 11 o'clock in the morning. We're all hanging. Yeah. Some of us worse than others. Some of us up to sleep in the back of a seven-seater or something like that. <laughs> But we all had each other's back and we got the job done and we celebrated yeah. when we needed to. But it's different. It's different now. It, it, it does feel different in terms of, right, we've done that. We can't rest yeah. on it. You know, we've got to yeah, keep it's, going. It's, yeah, it's a bit like the million pound. Like the million pound and now I want, now I want 1.5. And it's, it's one of the things where you just think, like, I do think is... Is that what is that's what makes us business owners that drives us? But I also think that's a bit of a curse because... When are we going to sit down and realise and actually go, this is good? Like, yeah. my brain doesn't seem to work like that. It seems to be, right, what's next? What can I get? What can I get? What can I get? But am I going to do that forever? I think so, probably. <laughs> because yeah. that's why you're a business owner. You know, I think, it's a bit worrying though, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's why, you know, that's why you're a business owner. If you didn't have that drive behind you, yeah, then, you know, and you just settle for wherever you think, right, I've hit that one, I've done, I'm done. Put my feet yeah. up. I always say, the day I decide that it's time for me to put my feet up and say that I'm done, I've done what I need to do, is the day that I will retire. Yeah. But seeing the day that I can retire, I, I don't know if I can see that day and things no. change. And life, life changes and, as we go on, but... Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. It's not in my brain at the minute, but... Um, no, me neither. I do want to do different things. Like, it, yeah, I do want to... I, I, want to, I was just about to um, take over another garage, and um, that seems like it's obviously now not going to happen, but it's... Um, and that's made me think, like, am I stupid going to get more garages? I, I, um, I don't know. It's really... This lockdown's really made me think, like, do I just stay concentrate on mine or do I go out and, and and try and what I wanted to do what my plan for this year was to go and help other business owners that are, are going through that five years of hell yeah and speed them up to the seventh year yeah um, 
by actually going, look, guys, especially garages, a lot of garages are mechanics who literally just end up being the owner. They start yeah. on their own and stuff. And, and again, it's, it's one of the things where you don't get taught the business side. So it's, it's one of the things, like, a lot of garages are struggling along day to day. Um, and it, all it is is they need their eyes opened. And, and it's not like I'm a god or anything like that. I'm, I'm purely down to I've had mine open. Yeah. And I want to go and help other businesses. Yeah, I know that exactly that feeling because it's like, for me, I'm, I don't feel like I'm a god or anything. I think there's some parts of, there's some great people in the industry, especially in, you know, um, in, in the automotive as a whole. And car sales seems to be very much the same. We've got sort of a different transition in people who are doing different things in the job. So, you know, yeah. very old school, awesome car dealers that prepare the vehicles and mint them to the, to the max. Yeah. struggling in an online presence on yes, how, they get, yeah. how, how they get that information out there, how they do it, and the, 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 the struggling to see where they go from here. Yeah. And for me, that's that's something that I've been actively trying to get involved with, with, with people and say, look, these guys are offering a great service. Even if it's a competitor down the road from me, there's a couple that are yeah. brilliant dealers, absolutely brilliant dealers, and I'll always give them a good... Uh, a good mention if someone's been there to look at something, but it's just a different animal going. Yeah, forward. definitely. But I do think that with a lot of business, you're, the automotive is it's so old school, isn't it? Like, luckily to yeah. me, um, around my way, there is no one that does what we do. Like, they just they don't interact. They still someone goes in for an estimate and they still don't even ask them a question. Go out, take some pictures with a clipboard, and then yeah. send them down to me. And I'm like. I'm like, what, what, what's, how have they even sent you in? It's like, for me, the first, the first thing we do is literally just ask them what they, like, what the customer actually wants. Like, That's the biggest a, question. That's the biggest question. What does the customer want? Yeah. And people, it's, it's weird, though, in our trade, people don't seem to ask it. I, I don't think they do anyway. I mean, it's, it, it, it's like with us, you're, you, you repair, you do body work, we, we sell. Yeah. But still, sometimes I go, hold on a minute, you haven't asked the customer what they want. Do you know, actually, probably 80% of the time, yeah, they've done a load of research at home, but they're not actually sold on that particular vehicle. No. Where's the, quali think, where's the qualification yeah. behind it? Where's, oh, the, where's yeah. the information that you're giving to the customer? Yeah. Well, that's the thing with us. We literally, I said it on the podcast yesterday, no word of a lie, we probably turn away 20 jobs a week. Um, and that is purely because the customer don't need us or the customer doesn't yeah. want us. They think they want us, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. They come to me for our reviews. So they walk through the door, they say, look, you've got the best reviews around. So, and then I just say, look, are you, what are you looking at? Oh, I just, I'm going to sell it. And I'm like, yeah. well, you don't need me then. Yeah. If you're going to sell it, why are you spending money to sell it? Like, the amount of people I tell to customers, if you're selling a car, do not spend money on it. Makes no sense. What's the point? We're going to bring it in. We're going to bring it in if it's part exchange or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm going to send it trade and it's going to cost a lot less. So, 100%. And that's what I say all the time. I was a dealer for years. So, like the magic tents out the back of dealers, um, they're a lot cheaper than body shops. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we only use a body shop. So, uh, <laughs> well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of big main dealers who don't. I know. I know. I know. We won't mention them. 
<laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> we won't mention them. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit. You know, if you let's try and wrap it up a little bit. But um, you know, if you were back to twenty-one years old, where what would you say? Where, where would you say you know yourself? Do you know what? At twenty-one. Um, I just started at BMW, I think. Um, and oh wait. Sorry. All right. You got me back. Someone just yeah. rang me. Yeah. Um, they'll probably try again in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you know when you asked that? I was just thinking, what I, what would I actually ask? Because although I've done a lot wrong and I've got a bit of a checkered past, um, I don't know if I'd change anything. Like, I'd probably listen more um, yeah. because a lot of the times, so especially learning. So, right, BMW offer you on courses all the time. Like, main dealer for that side of things, unbelievable. I had a bit of a naughty deal with my after sales manager that he didn't put me forward for anything because I didn't want to go for him. Yeah. Um, one, that is one of my worst regrets because I could have been so much better than I am now just by training and educating. Yeah, and it was it, all it was is because I'm not very clever, and at school I, I, I'm not very good in the classroom, and I was scared, and I admit that now. Like I was scared to be shown up or to to not understand what they were talking about. I'm much better like this. Yeah, um, and yeah, so that would be one thing I would change to go and educate myself as much. Like if you look at one person, probably the cleverest bloke I know on LinkedIn in our industry as well, Tim Kelly. Yeah, the motorcycle guru. Yeah, go and look, go and look him up. That guy, hats off to him. Goes and learns about absolutely everything. The the old analogy, knowledge is power. I think Massive. you know that, and that, we we've, we've took that uh, analogy over the last few months with with our staff as well. I mean, I'm constantly yeah. learning. You know, we always learn. We always we have conversations and. I do the I do this training as well. I, I don't think I'm the complete article, and it and it and it and it triggers. I, I started in a franchise as well, yeah, um, Vauxhall dealership, um, and you know I sold plenty of cars. It took me a while, two or three months, to get in the swing. I was thinking, you know, I'm sink or swim here. You know, yeah, they chuck you in at the deep end. They do, yeah, they do. And it's a ma massive volume dealer, Arnold Clark, uh, Vauxhall, and 18 months later, I was sales manager. So, oh, excellent! But there's so much more I could have learned and information that I could have took on board. Yeah, definitely. But it's all part of the grounding to to get us to where we are now. I think. Yeah, exactly. And I think like the, I I seem to get on really well with people, and I seem to be able to do my job very well. I employ very good people in the stuff that I don't understand. And I think someone famous said something about that. Like, if you're not very if you're not very good at something, employ someone to do it. Yeah, and, and that's, that's that's what I do. That's what that's I do what, as well. That's why I've got a lot of staff. <laughs> that's what I do as well. Everyone's saying, <laughs> I just walk around saying, "Can you do that? Can you do that?" <laughs> my mind's going like. <laughs> I know that is the same as mine. Like I, my, my mind's a well like a whirlwind every day. And my team, to be fair, big shout out to my team. Like they are unbelievable. They see me on my highs, my lows, and yeah. I where I am now as a business is down to the people who I know would bleed for me. Like, they, they literally... I'm with you. I'm with you on that. They, mine, are, mine are the same. Without that. And that's the thing. Look after your staff. I know I've made people redundant, and I've said sorry to them all, and it's, it's broke my heart, right, doing it. But 
I believed in every one of them. And if this never happened, we would have gone and got more garages and more staff. And, and for me, believe in your staff and look after your staff is, yeah. um, is the biggest thing you can do. And I always say to them, look, if we make it as a company, all of you will make it. Why would I want my staff yeah. to be? Why would I want my staff to be? The one thing I always think is, the only way they would leave me if someone come and doubled their money, yeah. and I wouldn't even, I couldn't even blame them because it's a bit like footballers when they turn around and go, footballers are not loyal. Yeah. I'm sorry if I was working at BMW and Mercedes come across and offered me double money. Yeah. I would have been putting my Mercedes on badge on as I was leaving the BMW dealer. Exactly, exactly. And that's well, the same as mine. The biggest thing you've got is that you're invested in your team and, and, and that investment into your team, whether they do decide to go. I, I, I openly say to any of my staff, look, if you want to go, you want to be a gar- you want to own a dealership, oh, you want to do this, 100%. I'll support you. You tell me now that in five years' time you want to own a yeah. dealership. Give me five years, I'll give you everything I've got. And I'll shake your yeah. hand, I'll be on the end of the phone for you any day of the week. Do you know, the weird thing is, my, my main technician, Charlie, he's, um, he's a great lad and he's always said he wants his own. And when we spoke to him um, yesterday, I think it was, I was having a conversation with him and he said, I, I was talking about garages and he went, that's where I want to be. And I was like, that's where you belong. You yeah. are that next level up of, he's always thinking of how to make money and how to do things better. Yeah, and I said to him, "I'll be behind you. I'll be gutted to lose him in five years, but he deserves it." And and yeah, I'll back him all day long. Perfect. That, that, as long as he opens up a as long as he opens up a branch of motorworks. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Get another one open. Yeah, That's, exactly. You know, it's all opportunity, and at the end of the day, you're there to help and provide and get people. You're willing to invest in people and help them to get to get to hundred percent. Same as me, and if, if it's another Motor Connect or whatever it may be, then great. That's all that that, that helps the cause at the same time. But no, I, mate, it's been brilliant. I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, thank you, bud. And like I said, I'll shame the Auto Industry Awards. Um, yeah, never win it. Um, I know. I know. Fran's absolutely gutted. Um, yeah, it's lovely, lady. Yeah, it's such a good. It's to be fair, loads of people knock awards like. It does crack me up because loads of people say awards. I like, I love them. Who yeah. doesn't? I've, I've played football my whole life. Who doesn't want to win? That's what it's all about, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, and oh, turning up to these awards, and I think moving forward, the world's a different outlook and collaboration and communication with other dealers, other, massive. People, other people in the industry, body shops, garages, whatever yeah. it may be. Outside of the industry is massive as well. Yeah. And I always say, right, if all the body shops are against each other, I just think, why don't you actually work together? There's enough work out, there's 12,000 accidents a day. Well, I, like, I, I think coming out of this, I think people have got to look at collaboration and working with each other. Yeah. You know, they've got to look at that and be open-minded. Everyone's scared to say something just in case the other garage nicks it or whatever. To me... I tell everyone my bottom line. I tell everyone my profits. I, I couldn't care. If yeah. I look after my customers, they ain't going anywhere. Exactly. And that, that, that's what it's all about. Customer retention. Make sure you do the job right. And, and share. And, and, you know, people, you know, get so... They, they think they're keeping everything to the chest. Yeah, 100%. That's what it is. It's, it's like, come on, guys. If you want to have a, a good conversation and we want to work together, you know, let's do it. Let's just get it out. Yeah. There's yeah, exactly. a few dealers that I deal with. Um, and talk to quite regular, and it's just open conversation, and other yeah. and other business owners outside of the industry. 
Yeah, I, I think transparency is key, isn't it, with, with anything, really? Yeah, in business, with customers, with staff, whatever else. Across yeah, exactly. The board, boom, jobs are good. But, uh, well, uh, thank you for having me, bud. No, thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate it. And, and, stay I'm, in touch and I'll, um, yeah. I'll catch up with you soon, bud. Yeah, take care and stay safe, mate. Thank you, bud. Thanks. Take care, mate. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye. I'll let you leave. I don't even know how to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end it now. See you later, mate. <laughs> Thanks, man. See you Bye. later. Bye.